0: matt i appreciate you doing this i really do
1: not a problem aaron how are you buddy good How about you doing good man doing good covid free what's that covid free yeah yeah right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep did you actually like i'm assuming that you had it or
1: uh yeah i had it uh we had, so I got my first shot on the 28th, so I work in healthcare, so we were, I was able to get start getting the vaccination and stuff. I'm a pharmacist, my wife is a nurse, so I uh, got the first shot on the 28th, and then she actually ended up testing positive on the 2nd and I started showing symptoms on the third and then went in and tested positive. So it was, <laughs> so it kind of ran through the house, man. It was kind of crazy, but, uh, but yeah, everything I, I had the first dose. So luckily uh, the side effects were, or the symptoms weren't that bad that I was having. So I was super happy with it. So,
0: um, cause um, I had yeah. it. So what, A lot what that's good. I, I had it at one point and I was wondering what were yeah. some of the symptoms that you were having?
1: My, my biggest one, uh, was just, it kind of knocked me out. Um, and my, I lost a little bit of taste, not a ton, um, but lost a little bit of taste. Uh, scent, or my sense of smell really got screwed up and, uh, that just, just is starting to now come back. So, so oh, happy wow. to have that kind of back. Yeah.
0: How did you, um, how did you feel like physically?
1: Uh, I had a little bit of uh, body aches, but not a ton. My wife had more body ache type of things. Um, she had a more upper respiratory stuff. Uh, I didn't have any like some congestion but yeah one day it was just i think i slept for like 20 hours one day it's uh it wore me out pretty good you know where it was and, and yesterday was my first day back so i'm kind of actually happy that that you switched it to today because i got home from work and it was just like i'm not feeling it man <laughs> i right. had a couple of years it was just like, like out for the count so, so. yeah
0: was i had the stomach virus and i was like i was like it, it wouldn't be it would It wouldn't be right for you to have me here and just be like
1: just sitting here just feeling like shit and it's like yeah right yeah I never got any of the stomach stuff so I was very happy about that so so yeah so my wife tested positive first and I tested positive and then our youngest son tested positive he had like a fever for two days that was really about it in our oldest we tested him twice and he never never tested positive so it so he was sick back in February and we think that he had it and just kind of you know hung on to those antibodies and it was, you know, so he never tested positive. The shitty thing is, is the way that uh, Kent County's doing the school stuff is that he's the last one back to school um, because he has to quarantine for ten days after like our last positive test, and then ten more days. Uh, just in case he gets it, type of thing. Even though, because he was never truly diagnosed with it, so he doesn't go back to school until like the 25th, which is a bummer for yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> But he's he's happy with doing online stuff anyway. So it's it's he's fine. So what well, grade is he in?
0: If you don't mind me asking.
1: He's a freshman, so it's it's been an interesting freshman year of high school man you know it's it's bad enough changing schools and everything else and and he's just been both of them have just been so up in the air with whether they're you know in house or at home or you know what's going on so so it's been a it's been a ride that's for sure so so it's this whole thing is crazy I'm waiting
0: for it to end yeah I'd,
1: or at least yeah, for
0: absolutely or at least for some of the restrictions to come up.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, that's the biggest thing as we were talking about it, especially now because – now that we have the antibodies, dude, I'm just ready to fucking raw dog it and just go back to restaurants (laughs) and just like, fuck this shit. (laughs) It's just like no mask, no nothing. I'm ready to party. I'm good, bro. I'm good. (laughs) So, but no, you know, I'll, I'll still be respectful and, and, but yeah, it's, I feel bad for all the small businesses. I, I have a good friend of mine that owns a pizza place really close to us. And I, I just feel bad, man. It's like, you know, every weekend, they're just banging with people but now they can't you know you you can drink outside if it's a nice day luckily we've had a mild winter um i think that that has really really helped a lot of them but it's it's time man the the infection rates were do you know that there's only three states in the country right now that have restaurants closed and we're one of them or the other two i i'm sure cal well it would california be one i don't know and probably New York or something like that. But it's just, it's crazy that there's only three states in the entire country that, that restaurants aren't open in. I feel so bad for them. I I really hope that February 1st, it kind of opens up and people can start, you know, doing stuff again, like eating out and we'll see. Right, like I want to we'll see, so.
0: I don't know about you, but I want to go back to performance stand-up. I like, Dude,
1: let, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, last year, it's, uh, it, it, performing even, even during like the quarantine was weird. Um, you know, getting on shows and doing shows and stuff. And, uh, it was uh, the last, you know, big thing I did was probably, um, Laugh Fest. And then, uh, th- halfway through it just shut down, you know, with Laugh Fest. And so, but then you know we opened back up for a little bit and we were able to do stuff at river north which was a riot um and you know a few house shows here and there uh and then i ended up going over to um ann arbor and do an ann arbor comedy showcase i did a couple of guest sets there one weekend and that that was just a blast you know but then all of a sudden everything just gets yanked again and it's like god damn it dude it's yeah uh how long have you been doing stand-up for um, I started in, I have to look at my poster over there, my original tip top poster, I think it was uh, 2017 or 2018. Yeah. 17 August of 2017. So, um, so three years so far. Oh, wow. And like three and a half years. And, uh, yeah, so it's amazing how fast the time kind of flies, you know, and it's, I, I, I still feel very new at it, but you know, you have fun with it and have a good time. So.
0: Right. Cause what was it? Cause well, last year I, that was my first, like the first time I ever went on stage was December of 2019. So then I was like, you all right, we're going to get, the, we're going to get the ball rolling. We're going to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And then I did some sets at Dr. Grins. I did the funniest person ground rapids. Yep. Yeah. And that was the last time I performed. I think that was at the <laughs> end of January. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I made it through to the semis there, and that was the 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 first thing that got canceled was the the semifinals right there, and it was like, God damn it, man! I just, it's so frustrating, you know. It's but it is what it is. There'll be another year, you know, and you just kind of you you kind of roll with it. So try and stay positive as much as you can.
0: Yeah, well, after uh, kind of things that like everything kind of shut down because like I. Was it? I granted I regret doing it now, but I took a, I took probably about a month off, yeah. just because I was because um, I got a bunch of pot. I got all my podcast stuff, and I was just trying to yep. master everything with that. Right. So then, my first podcast came out. I think it was March eleventh. So like one uh-huh. week before yeah. everything got shut down.
1: Yeah. 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 And yeah, then it was. What we saying? It was uh, that, that kind of the doing it by zoom was kind of what opened because I was, you know, throwing around ideas and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and Matt Harper had me on his podcast, um, another episode, uh, and we did a movie and stuff like that. And, and it was, they were, it was right, right when they far, first started doing it over zoom. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. You can actually podcast, you know, from your home and, and, and not have to worry, you know, over COVID of people coming in or anything like that. So it's been great, man. I've, I've got to meet a lot of cool people and hang out with a lot of cool people and, and just get to know a lot of people that you can't really, you're sitting in the back of a club. You might get to talk to them a little bit, but you know, you're usually just busting balls the whole time and you don't really get to know a person. So it's been, it's been really a really great experience for, for podcasting part of it. So,
0: right. I mean, it was just, I love seeing the podcast boom.
1: I just love seeing it. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of people starting up to do stuff, which is really cool. Um, you know, and, and that's one thing that yeah, I talked to Stu about it. Cause I I'm, I'm really good friends with Stu McAllister. He's been a really good mentor for me. Um, and, and I talked to him about it and I said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And he was like, well, don't do it to, uh, you know further your career at all you're just doing this to basically have fun uh, you know that these are your expectations you know that you're just doing it for yourself and and if people listen that's great and if they don't who cares and just keep doing it and be consistent and so it's been trying to stick with that and go with that so exactly exactly like i
0: like the main like this is cuz this is my third attempt at a podcast because the other yeah. two just one was just, I listened back to it, like, ironically, I listened back to it a couple of days ago, and it was just cringy. Yeah. I was such yeah. a fucking idiot, and it was
1: just... Oh, yeah. they And, and they all are, even, even when you listen back to your first one. It's constantly going to develop, and that's why I tried to... Like with mine, I tried to not do a theme, you know, because it was just if, if I'm doing a theme, then you're kind of stuck in that. Like, is it a movie podcast? Is it a this? Is it a, that? You know, and it's I just want to be conversational with mine is the biggest thing. And, and that's kind of where the concept came along was like, I want to have a beer with my friends. I miss my friends. That's what I want to do. So, you know, call it. Let's have a beer and let's, you know, sit on sit over Zoom and, and sit and bullshit. And it's it's been fun.
0: Yeah, like I think like it's, it's kind of the same aspect for me. Like I just wanted to do this so I could just talk shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Bill over here. So, yeah, it's been uh it's been an interesting ride. Um, you know, I've I've tried to get people from all over the state on uh and uh so that's been fun just to kind of, you know, hang meet more people like from Lansing, Kalamazoo, that type of stuff and, and get to talk to people that from out of state that I haven't talked of, you know, uh, I, I had a friend of mine that, that I started comedy with here in Grand Rapids and he moved out to Jersey to start doing shows, you know, in New York and stuff. And he doesn't come around that often. So it's not like you're going to get to podcast them, podcast with them, you know, in person, but you can definitely do it over zoom and, and, you know friends from LA that you meet in you know doing shows and stuff doing laugh fest and and you know hang out with them it's it's a lot of fun so
0: like I what was it? like I've like I didn't realize the podcast boom of like of comics and like yeah. I like after like you know after looking at it after a couple months you kind of look at it and go well there's nothing for really for us to do because there's no can't go on stage you I mean and yeah. okay I'm not even in that, like, I'm not, like, what, I'm probably a year into stand-up comedy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm doing fucking Zoom stand-up.
1: No, no, And, and, and I sat in on a couple just to see how they were run, and and it was just too weird, man. I, I can't do it. I, I would rather have more of a free form creative type of thing with this than than trying out jokes over Zoom, which was just a which would be a disaster. You know, I, I I'm writing, yeah. Do I continue to write and get ideas and everything? Yeah, and, and conceptualize and everything and it get stuff down on paper. But I'm not gonna do it if I can't get you know do it in front of people where i get a laugh or get you know that that recognition of like okay this is gonna work you just you don't know (laughs) and if you're just gonna run through old bits fine but it's still it's just it's too weird man i don't know i don't know
0: so it was i who i should ask you this what made you kind of be like i'm gonna try this um
1: the podcast stuff or stand up stand up with me. It was, I wouldn't say it was a midlife crisis. It was, I've always been a comedy fan. Um, uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, it, it, Cheech and Chong movies, Robin Williams, stand up George Carlin, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I've always been kind of fascinated by stand up comedy. And uh, I really started getting back into it Um just kind of with the boom that was happening, uh, you know, like in the, 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 you know, early two thousands, you know, and that kind of stuff and started watching and, and getting more and more into it. And it was all of a sudden, it was like, you know, I, I would really like to to do this. We used to have, uh, when I was in college, our fraternity would have what we call the circle of self-esteem. Basically we just stand around and bust balls and, and, you know, it was one of those of, <laughs> I missed that feeling of 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 having fun doing that and telling jokes and and you know doing that kind of stuff. So I started to kind of check out the scene here in Grand Rapids just to see what it was like. Uh, I went to Tip Top and you know hung out there for a couple times and and talked to some people and they're like, yeah, we'll get you you know on a lineup. And my first my first set was fucking terrible. It was cringy. It was, you know, but there's still jokes and stories there that I'll tell and I'll I'll work on, you know, and and continue to go from there. But it, it was just definitely something of, my life was starting to feel really monotonous and I needed something to kind of shake it up. And, and that's definitely, it's definitely done it because after that I, you know, applied for a different job within the same, within the same organization, which I probably never would have done, you know, before doing stand up, I would have just, sat on my laurels and said, well, I'm comfortable and, and I'll just continue to do what I'm going to do. But it was kind of putting yourself out there and, and being uncomfortable and, and rising through it and doing it was, was probably part of the biggest part, you know, just kind of giving yourself a challenge, something to work on. Um, my wife calls me the man of many hobbies, uh, because I'll start doing stuff and then quit. You know, I used to, I used to race road bikes, uh, you know, and mountain bikes and all that stuff. And, and then that just kind of went by the wayside and I started brewing beer and, you know, had offers to, to go work for different breweries and stuff like that, which would have been a blast, but it, it wasn't something that I could do while still having a job that actually makes me money. <laughs> you know, it's, you yep. start delving into that, and it's more more than a hobby at that point. And and if it starts taking away from my work that that I provide, you know, for my family with that, I can't really do that. So um, so after that, I started doing stand up, and it's been the most accepting group of people. It's absolutely amazing i mean we're all a little fucked up you know so it's it's you meet with a, a different and a diverse group of people and it's it's opened up my mind to diversity and and how people live and everything and and it's been fun you know so
0: yeah that was one of the other things like when i i've had like um garrett on and i've had yeah carl on yeah and you know the one thing I said is that when I started it didn't feel like there was famine mentality mm-hmm. see Like, what was it like? Um, Stu, like how, when I was, when I did my set at, um, funniest person in Grand Rapids, he actually came out to me and go, like, I was doing yeah. a little bit of crowd work. I'm not happy about it, but I was like, yeah. And he's like, don't ask them. They don't, nobody gives, yeah. nobody gives a fuck what they have to say. You're, you're the star. You look at it. And I was like, yeah, like in my head, I'm like, you didn't have to say that, but that kind of just proved to me going, okay, that there is, it's not like you're waiting for them to fail. You, it's like you're a peer, you're somebody that gives them advice. And I was just, and that was one of the things I was like, okay, this is something that I, something I was looking for. Cause you know, it's like one of the things I was looking for when I started was being able to, you know, meet other comics and, you know, in the back, you know, you get to talk shit with them and everything else like that. And it was just, granted, yeah. COVID, COVID kind of fucked that up, but
1: oh yeah, it's it's definitely fucked everything up. And uh, but yeah, it's I miss. Um, I think I miss more than more than being. I, I I enjoy being on stage, but I admit I miss hanging out with people. Um, I've met some amazing fucking comics through all of this uh you know hanging out with big j okerson and sam Morell and mark norman and burt kreischer and all these guys who just like accept you because you are a comic you know and it's just been it's been absolutely amazing and 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 meeting people that might not be these huge you know national headliners but they're great comics and they should be you know and it's uh I think one of my favorite nights ever, um, you know, was uh, what, last year when Stuart Huff was here. Um, we went out to to eat after after the show, uh, after the Thursday show, and we just had a blast. I mean, this guy's a nationally touring comedian. He's he is hilarious. He's heartfelt, and and we stayed out till two in the morning. You know, just bullshit, and it was it, it was. Great. You know, there was a group of us, it was fun and, and it was, it's just amazing. It, it, I've always had kind of a fascination with celebrity in general and, and to kind of be like, uh, accepted, you know, you can meet a, a rock star or movie star or whatever, but they're, you know, they're going to say hi and that's really about it. But, but if you sit down with a comic and, and they know that you're a comic, it, you, you just get to hang out with them. It's, it's so cool. It's amazing. Do
0: you think that is because they, you know, because they can kind of, uh, this is going to sound weird, but they can't, they don't spell the bullshit on you. They realize that you went up on stage. There's not a lot of people that can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's, that's a lot of it is, is, uh, is they see you do it. And, and I think getting, true because they'll they'll be true to you too which is nice they'll tell you yeah this is this is you do it this way don't do it this way I like that you know turn it a little bit like this and and they're going to be honest and true and that's that's one thing uh one area where I had a problem with a few people is if they were just straight you can you can tell bullshitters of like oh you're so funny that was great it was like well that was one of my worst jokes you know, and I'm working on it. And if you think that was great, then you're obviously just blowing smoke up my ass. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you, when you are working on something and it might not hit and they can be like, okay, I see the seed in that. And you need to turn it a little bit this way. Um, And, and, and that goes everywhere from, from local people to national touring acts, you know, that will, that will do that with you. It's great.
0: Like when you try, when you have an idea for new material, do you try it out with your yeah. friends? Like that's not like that aren't comics.
1: No, I'll usually take it straight to stage. Um, I'll, I'll run stuff by my wife sometimes. Um, but, but if I have a concept, I'm, I'm usually taking it to stage with a crowd. Um, I'm not afraid to bomb at this point. Um, I've bombed plenty of times And, and, and I honestly find joy in it sometimes, um, of just like, yeah, this is fucked up. I'm not doing a good job up here, but you can kind of play it off too. And if you can get to a point where a lot of times I'll structure my stuff where I'll, I'll open hot, do new stuff. And then if you just fuck around with them of like, yeah, that didn't work, you know, and, and they'll, they'll love that, you know, and it, it, it one thing I like about Grand Rapids is a, there there's a good comedy community here. There are a lot of people that you will see like repeat, uh, repeat viewers of shows that just come every week and hang out. And, and it's great to, I think they're really genuine. Um, there was one, uh, at the start of, um, it wasn't even in the start, it was, I think my second setback, uh, it's one of those of like, one of the, you just got to get stuff off your chest. It was when people weren't wearing masks and everything else, and, and I went into River North, just pissed from my day that I had in the first place, and just basically went up and, and got on my soapbox and started bitching. You know, but people listened they they might not have laughed, but they listened, and there was no like chatter in the back of the room so it 's like wow i even even when you 're not funny, you have that that time to to talk and just get stuff off your chest and and I think that people like Dave Chappelle have been able to kind of promote that a little bit more of like, yeah, I'm going to throw some jokes in here, but, but we're going to talk about racism. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. You know, we're going to talk about uh different difficult topics Um, and you're going to listen, you know? So that, that's kind of what I appreciate about it too.
0: I was just about to throw that name out because that was one of the things I realized, like, even like when he did the whole thing of uh, how, like don't watch the Chappelle show because he's not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Granted. It was kind of his, like, I looked at it like I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. He's in my top five,
1: but I looked at it going, I can't,
0: I feel bad that all that thing, all those things happen, but at the same time you signed the contract.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. But but you have every right to talk about it too. I mean, there, there's no reason they, that he can't talk about that. And right. and they, they, you know, there's no reason that they should get pissed that he's bringing that up and talking about it. Cause it's, it's an experience that he had in his life. And, and that's, that's what we're doing is we're talking about life experiences. Um, I think that's my, that my, my biggest way of writing is to, I know people aren't going to copy my material because all of my material is life experience stuff. Right. I'm not, I'm not writing one-liners. I I might throw one-liners in there, but everything that I, that I talk about is based in truth of stuff that's happened to me, you know? So
0: you, do you, do you find that as kind of a way to like a kind of like make sure that nobody steals your material, that you're completely honest with your speak about your personal life? Because obviously, you know, obviously, I look, I see the comedy store sign. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch the, <laughs> did you watch the comedy store documentary?
1: I, I didn't. I've watched different comedy store documentaries, read a bunch of books and stuff like that. I just, I didn't have a Showtime login at the time, you know, so I gotta, I gotta get on it and start watching it. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it's great to, I like having, you know, those kind of shows in our area where we, where we can feel free to work on stuff, you know, yeah. and, and it's fun. So
0: was, well, I think Patrice said a bad joke and a good joke start like, and like, they start in the same fucking place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember I had a terrible joke where I, it was like, don't judge me. I was trying, I was just trying to figure shit out. And I thought about yeah. how come there isn't boxing in the special Olympics. Yeah. It's fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. But it was just kind of yeah. like, would would this hit, would it not? But then when I tried it once and I got nothing, I was like, you want to know what? Crumple it up, throw it right in
1: the yeah. trash. But but you'll come back to that eventually. Like seriously, why isn't there? Like if they if if you want to talk about feeling equality, why wouldn't they offer that to them if you know, if some, you know, kid, it might be, you know, Down syndrome, Asperger's, whatever. But if they enjoy boxing, if they enjoy MMA, why shouldn't they have that opportunity? You know, if they enjoy wrestling, you know, why should it be bad if they want to do wrestling? Why should it be a spectacle? You know, I mean, it's, it's, they should, they should have the same opportunities that we do. It's, you know, I don't know. Like that's, that just like when they when they protest like midget wrestling and stuff like that like yeah if they're forcing people to do that okay but if if that's something that these people want to do and and they want to make money doing this why should we tell them that they can't do it you right oh, yeah. fyi I ne- never go to midget wrestling never go
0: do it i yeah, watched it and I it was know. just terrible <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: They used to have at 20 Monroe like all the time. That's where I saw it.
0: Yeah, you just see some guy just get hit in the head with a with a freaking with one of those trays that they give out at like like one of those metal trays, and you can just tell that he's just not there. And you're like, God damn it! Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh, God! Like, what uh, what were you saying? Go ahead. Like, uh, like one of the bits I'm trying to work on was that I don't, I don't think race, like, obviously racism is a big deal, but just in the joke premise, I don't think that racism is that predominant because I went to a porn convention Mm -hmm. in 2019. Okay. One thing you will, that is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I saw dildos that were probably, that big round. Yeah. Something right. that should not be shoved inside somebody's pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the funniest thing I ever saw was a, this tremendously fat white girl. Mm-hmm. And she was carrying around a black guy on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And you can't tell me that there's that you can't like in, at least in porn, even like granted, there's porn stars that said that, but like, you look at that and you go, I don't see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's, I was talking to Carl the other day and it's just, it race is such a hard thing to cover right now. Um, and, And it's not, I don't know. It's just difficult. I, 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 there's a, there's a difference between racist and racial jokes i think um you know and it's my my youngest son we were watching uh the go big show the other night cuz it's just our thursday night thing we'll do it and, and Bert did a joke, and, and my youngest son was like, yeah. He was like, somebody told me that uh, it's not racist if it's funny. And I'm like, no, dude, that's not how that works. Like, he, he really uh, – so we, we had to have a talk. <laughs> I was just like, that's not how that works, bud. But it's – yeah. It's
0: – oh. <laughs> well, Bert's one of those people that just doesn't care. And that's one of the, well, that's one of the things that I like about him because, like, I – the first, the way that i met bert kreischer was the machine story yeah and then i started watching a lot more of his stand up and it's like you, obviously he's not racist but when he tells yeah. those kind of jokes you have to laugh because it's just yeah. it's just fucking funny
1: yeah yeah right like it's uh like the the joke that that he did the other night was uh they had a, a oh, I'm trying to think of what the name. it was a, a a guy from Mexico and he was like he he did like lasso tricks and stuff on a horse. It was amazing and he, they they had a name, but he was like a third generation and it was so funny. And in the the line he always uses is, you know we're gonna watch her or we're gonna watch this person and then see you know what you have to do to not go home you know and so he talks to this guy and he's like we gotta watch and see what you gotta do not to get back to your casa it (laughs) was just like it was a great joke and it was super funny and it wasn't it wasn't racist at all but it was just like oh my gosh so it was just yeah it's it, it's a line it's a line you got to walk and we'll see how everything unfolds you know it's
0: do you think it's going to kind of be it's going to be like we're going to be because obviously with the way today's climate is that if you talk bad about the left you're automatically a trump supporter you're automatically mm-hmm. a racist or anything else like that but with right. Bi- with biden going into office do you think it's do you think it's going to be okay for because I don't know about you, but I'm right in the middle. I agree yep. with both sides 100%. sometimes. I am
1: too. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's sometimes where like I, I have to choose when I want to like, what's the word? When I want to criticize the left yeah. for stupid shit, and I can't say that to right. anybody else because you know they get they get all offended, like, oh my god, why
2: could you say that?
1: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's I. I really hope that I. Uh, I I voted for Trump in the first election cuz I was just like in 2016 I was like enough is enough everybody's pissed at each other oh. we need somebody that's not a politician in there right and 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 I ate my words he drove a wedge in between this country that that I think is it's gonna take us a long time to come back from it, honestly. I hope that uh, I hope that with Biden in there now that that hopefully we can come together and be a little bit more peaceful but but I think that he's he definitely I mean look at what happened you know a couple Wednesdays ago. he's he's driven a wedge in this country and he's he's promoted, you know, basically attacking. The, our own government, and right. I'm all for freedom of speech. That I'm a comedian, I'm for freedom of speech. But you have to realize that when it comes to it, there are consequences to it as well. You know, you might not be uh, uh, you might not be able to continue to do stuff if if you continue to you know push this freedom of speech to a certain level. But right. that's where we as comedians, I think, come in and and we test that level um to a point of like this is how far you can take it. That doesn't mean that general public can sometimes take it that far, you know. Exactly. And they the a lot of times they'll a lot of times they'll take it farther. But the thing is, is 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 I think as a as an artist and as a performer, we do that to kind of open people's minds and not do it out of a area of hate, you know, Um, whereas there's a lot of hate in the world. And, and I've, I've blocked people. I've muted people. I've, I've cleaned up my social media to a point where it's, you know, I see what I want to see at this point, right. and that's and that's it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's not it's not bad it's not a bad idea because you constantly see all this bullshit about people bitching about the yeah. left and bitching about the right, and it's like I just want to yep. see fucking funny ass videos yeah. and see some yeah.
1: I want to see fucking see. cats and dogs, and and then I switched to TikTok for a while, Um, just because I I had gotten so. Like, for a while there, Facebook was so fucking toxic. And, but it's gotten to a point of I, I've cleaned up my Facebook, I've cleaned up my Twitter, I've cleaned up my Instagram to a point where I see stuff that I want to see. It's not, you know, the constant. And as soon as something does come up, it's like you you block it or, you know, whatever, and, and you go from there. You don't get in, you know, uh, comment. I don't read comments when it comes to, like, news stories and all that shit, and it's just... I think that's gotten worse with the pandemic, with people being home, of just being bored and starting to read, like, news posts, and then, like, all of a sudden, you're, you know, going down this rabbit hole that you really don't want to go down to for your mental health. You know, it's... I don't know. I'm not a big comment person when it comes to stuff like I'll like posts and stuff. And <laughs> I'm not going to make comments and I'm not going to read comments and, right. and stuff like that. It's Yeah,
0: I, I feel like when people who make comments and get into arguments with people, I feel like that they're they're set. They are upset at where they are. They are. So if they can make somebody else feel bad. Yeah, then it's like it's exactly. hurt people hurt people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and I have my point of views. I have, my, I have my right to express my point of views, but I'm not going to, you have a right to a point of view also, an opinion. I'm not going to, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to try and get you to think the way that I think, because I think the way that I think for a reason. It's the way I was brought up, you know. Uh, it's my feelings and and i'm you don't need to feel the same way i do i'm fine with that that's why that's why we're individual human beings so
0: also i feel like people were raised by pussies and felt like that their opinions matter (laughs) because like i don't know (laughs) about i don't know about you but like like i'm only 24 so i'm technically part of the millennial group yeah half of these motherfuckers i don't even like yeah and yeah, absolutely. Like my parents put into put into my head, nobody gives a fuck about you. Not your mm-hmm. opinion, anything else like that obviously yeah. with like with your friends. But yeah. And you know, you just one of the things is that there are some people, this kind of like kind of on the other side of it, I would say, is that there are some people who talk major shit that haven't been punched in the face. Yeah. And you need to get punched in the fucking face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know I was, and, and that's a big thing of of I was brought up um, in a very rural community. You know, we had uh, we had no black people in my school going through elementary, high school, anything. Um, you know, we had Hispanic people. Uh, oriental people, but nothing, like no real diversity at all. And and that's the biggest thing is I think back and look on this. And when I went to college at Ferris, it was still the same thing. And and you're in pharmacy school and it's a very, you know, uh, white centric um, uh, program at that point. And and then I, so I never really got to meet any, you know, black people or hang out or anything like that. And I didn't really even start, even when I moved to Grand Rapids, I moved to East Grand Rapids, which is a very white neighborhood, you know, so it's, I didn't start understanding uh, diversity and um like LGBTQ issues until I got into comedy and started hanging out with people. And it's like, wow, that's not right. That's not cool. I I've lived my whole life in blinders almost. And I've, I've gotten to, uh, I've gotten introduced to a lot of cool cool people and it's definitely changed my views on a lot of stuff. You know, it's, you look at, um, how it is for like disabled people to deal with stuff or people, people of color to deal with stuff or, or people with different sexual orientations to deal with stuff. And it's just, it, it shouldn't be that way. A lot of times. Um, I don't know. Right.
0: Like, would you say, do you mind if I ask you how old you are?
1: Um, 42, I think. Yeah. 42. <laughs> Seriously. I, <laughs> I have no clue how old I am when I, I am usually within a year. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but like, (laughs) it's just a number to me. I don't, I hang out with 20 and 30 year olds. I don't hang out with older people, you know? So it's yeah. When it comes to comedy in the grand Rapids scene, I am one of the older people, but it's, I, I, try to stay young and do that, uh, you know, so that I can hang out with older people. I mean, I'm 42 years old wearing flat billed hats to every gig I go to, you know, <laughs> What's wrong with hats that? And Jordans and everybody's like, dude,
0: Come on, bro, you got to act your
1: age. You got to wear Skechers. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to wear white new balance yet. <laughs>
0: I don't want to wear bad shoes yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. So would you say now that you're unlearning a lot of things and you're kind, you're unlearning some of the things that you did, like that you had, that you had growing up and kind of, yeah. Do you think yeah. that some people that are older kind of, they kind of, you know, dig their heels in the sand and go, this is the way Absolutely. it is. And,
1: yeah. Gays yeah. can't get married it's, because that's wrong. Yeah. And it's not and, and it's not really unlearning, it's relearning of of you know, like what is acceptable. And, and a lot of it, it a lot of it has changed since I've had kids. And it's if I were to have a kid, you know, or anything that would be like this is how I want to live, am I gonna tell them, you know, as long as it's safe? No, you're not going to live like that. I'm going to accept you for who you are. I'm going to love you no matter what. And I have a feeling that um, that older parents would as well. But it's definitely like of a, of a this is not normal. But it, there, if there's one thing that I've learned in comedy is that there there really is no normal. You know, it's people are going to live the way they want to live, and you can't really tell them that's you should live this way because this is what I believe, you know, it's, but yeah, there's definitely a digging, digging heels in of like, I, I think, I think this way. And if you don't live this way, you're wrong. And, and I think a lot of it is I, I believe in God and Jesus and everything, but I definitely don't believe in organized religion. I think it's very culty and it's, it's, it's definitely uh it's definitely affected people's feelings and, in in how they believe. And that's fine. That's great. I'm not mad at people because of that, but just because I don't feel the same way you do doesn't make me less of a person, you know, right. or, or, you know, it, I don't know. It's.
0: <clears throat> do you really get offended by anything or do you like when something, something happens, do you try to find the funny in it? Cause that's what I try to do most of the time.
1: I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really do. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's bit me in the ass multiple times, you know, where it's just like, cause then it's like, oh, okay, then we'll go like this way with it, you know, but, um, yeah. but I, I lived my life too long getting offended and angry at stupid shit. And it, it, Caused a lot of anxiety. It caused a lot of depression. It caused a lot of just different stuff. And and I I and I think honestly, comedy has kind of brought me out of that. Of like, I don't want to live like that. I don't right. I don't want to live my life trying to tell people how they need to live and and that they should feel my way. You know, it's it's not worth it. Um, because people are going to do different stuff and they're going to do. Uh, it, things that I might not agree with, but that I I really have no control out of out of it. You know, it's right. it, I, I I live my life with the concept right now of control the controllables. Like as long, and one of the controllables that I have is as long as my family is safe and happy, I'm I'm good. You know, right. so yeah.
0: <laughs> do you kind of realize? Did you kind of had? Did you have that mindset after you had your ki- like after you had your children, like? this is my, this is what I care about the most. Everything else is. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Once, once you have that, that core family unit of like, okay, I have my wife, I have my children. This is, you know, and, and a lot of times I feel that it's kind of selfish. Like I'm not going out there to be a, a community commando of like, you know, they're not being treated right and they're not being treated right. Sometimes it does feel selfish of like, as long as my family's safe, I'm good. You know, um, but, but that's kind of the way I feel, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not an activist. I'm not a, you know, go out and fight for the rights of every man type of thing. I don't know. (laughs) and i know that's wrong sometimes but it's as long as i'm safe hopefully if i'm safe then everybody can kind of continue to be safe and then we just kind of go from there you know it's
0: yeah that's kind of how my point point of view is is like as long as you're not like
1: hurting anybody
0: like physically hurting anybody or as long as you're not spewing out, hey, I really don't give a fuck what you do. Just don't yeah. get mad at me when I start asking questions. Like, if somebody's trans, yeah. if I ask them, hey, do you still have your dick? Don't get mad at me for asking that question.
1: Yeah. 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 It's...
0: I kind of feel as that comedy is like... A, I hate this word, but I feel like comedy is a safe space for dialogue that generally cannot be had.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, because you're, you're all kind of part of a family and it's, it's, it is, it's a, it's a place where you can, you can talk amongst each other. And, and there are, you know, there's people, um, just as in like, it's, it's a family unit. There's, you know, that crazy cousin out there and there's that crazy cousin out here, or there's, you know, this person that I'm really close with that I know that I can go, Hey, this joke's kind of fucked up. Um, can I, like, this is how I'm thinking about it. You know, what do you think th- does anything need to change on this type of thing? You have the people you trust in, in within your inner circle, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. So. I, I feel, yeah. Cause it, like if I've like the, the few, like su- um, constructive criticism um, comments I've gotten, I haven't taken it to heart. I'd be like, okay, that's they're not looking at me. You're not, they're not looking to hurt. Yeah. They're just looking to help.
1: Yeah, you. That's one thing is is, and that's one thing that uh, uh, I think comedy has helped with is 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 me accepting constructive criticism of not like we're not talking down to you, but like this is you know maybe spin it this way might be more appropriate or do it this way or or you know that type of thing and and if you can accept that uh it life and comedy is a lot easier you know and yeah and then and then if you accept that from people they're they're able to accept it from you as well of right um, you know of like if you hear a joke that they say it's like okay maybe you know do it a little bit like this or it might be funnier like this you know but like, that's all and that's all as you as you develop and get more into a group and stuff like that as well so
0: right like it yeah like it's just that was one of the things i just look i looked at i go this isn't it's not them bashing it's just helping and that's what yeah. I kind of, and that's what I kind of being like, okay, I want to do this. Even though yeah. like you said, like the first time you, you your first spot that you ever did, you bombed. I did terrible Am I? Yeah. But what I think when you see somebody come back and then, you know, they keep on bombing, but they're still coming back. You understanding that, yep. okay, they're trying
1: this. So, And, and you're seeing that improvement and, but you'll see a lot of people that will just do it once or twice and just be like, that's it. I mean, even in three years, uh, and, and COVID's fucked up the scene a lot, but, but in, in three years, I have seen people come in and leave and, and everything else and just be like, okay, I tried this for six months and it's not going well. And, and, and it's funny because a lot of them are really funny and have great concepts, but it, I, I, I think it's really how you feel about yourself. And if you're willing to work on that, you know, it's uh, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, you know, I've seen people come in and do the same joke every single time and then just walk out and just be like, that's, that's it. That's what I'm doing. And if you can, if you can continue to grow as a person and, and as a performer, it's you're, you're going to get better. So. Right.
0: Cause that's what, that's one. like, even like with the podcast it's kind of like, I don't like, granted, I wanted to do like, I want at least some success from it. Just kind yeah. of like, just have a, just a more of an audience, not getting sponsors or anything else like that, right. but just kind of have yeah. a broader audience. Like, cause obviously, cause if you do stand up, it's going to help out your career. It's not going to yeah. help out like, majorly but it's gonna you know
1: but yeah yeah it's uh yeah i mean i i look at it and and i have basically on average 20 listeners every week or every time i put out a podcast same here which which is still it's 20 people that listen like why the fuck are you in ireland listening to my podcast or why are you in you know who cares thank you (laughs) but but i enjoy it you know you want to sit here and listen to me bullshit and talk to my friends great fucking go for it i'm glad that i can bring you uh, a little bit of happiness in your day hopefully right. you know it's and it's funny because i uh i <laughs> i ordered um uh some <laughs> so I don't know if you, you're a Chrysler fan. So, you know, uh, the, um, Oh, what are they called? Uh, it's going to be awful plug, but like inappropriate ornaments or whatever, whatever that company is that he gets the glass sticks from. Right. Yes. So I ordered, I ordered some and I, I, uh, i did an instagram video i said you know this is what i got and i did you know i put them on my friends trees this year it was a fucking blast we had so much fun like the kids and every we got the kids into it and everything it was so much fun and uh, and it was so it was a blast and the dude like hits me up regularly like hey I can't wait for your next podcast. Uh, I do this stupid shotgun Friday video. You know, I'm supposed to be doing dry January, but I got COVID and fuck it. Um, But I do these stupid shotgun Friday videos just to try and get comics to, to have a little bit of camaraderie on Friday nights, you know, and stuff. Um, So, so I do that. And he was like, he was so pissed when I made the announcement that I was going to do dry January and not, uh, and not do shotgun videos.
2: <laughs> and it's this
1: dude out in LA that makes blown glass penises. That's listening to my fucking podcast. Like what the hell? <laughs> oh, <funny>. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, it's you know i mean it's just it's fun i enjoy it and if i can put something out there and it makes me feel creative and it makes me feel good if you want to listen to it awesome if you don't i don't care just go for it
0: like when i started following you it one of the things i realized was the shotgun friday and i thought it was
1: hilarious
0: i just thought it was
1: hilarious it started down in a kalamazoo a bunch of kalamazoo comics started doing it we used to just do it with each other and it was um like we would post the video and then people would post shotgun videos in the comments. And that just kind of stopped, you know? Um, But it was just, I I just kind of was like, you know, what the hell I'm, I'm 42 years old. I'm shotgun and beers on my back patio. And, and I'm, Running into people from high school and everything else on Facebook that are like, dude, this is awesome. I look forward to this every fucking week. And I'm like, fine, dude. i just I'm just gonna keep doing it. It's just dumb. I'm out here smoking meats on my smoker and shotgun and beers and just having fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, that's all it is. It's just it's just showing that you're having fun. That's all yeah, that, that's what I got from it. And it was kind of like, yeah.
1: And, and that's what people need right now during COVID. Like, I, I want to put positive, happy stuff in their timeline instead of, you know, fuck Trump, fuck Biden, fuck everybody else. And, and and then you'll run into a random, you know, dumb, gray-bearded guy doing shotgun videos in his backyard. I hope it makes you laugh, you know?
0: <laughs> like, wh- I was like, I was trying to like, I was like, cause like whenever I have people on, I try to see if I can, you know, do some research on them, you yeah, know, absolutely, yeah. and that was one of the yeah. things I was just, I was looking at it going, this is if one thing it's original, yeah. it's original. It's not like you're biting it from somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it, and that's the thing is, is, is it wasn't hundred percent original. Like it used to be a thing, and then all of a sudden people just stopped doing it. And I'm like, why are you fucking stopping, you guys? Like, I just want to have fun with this. My my favorite one that I did was up in. Uh, we were up at Boyne at a golf trip, and we're staying at this damn resort, and there's like a taxidermy bear in the in the in the. uh the oh, that the one we?
0: Is that the one that you had where you had the bear claw pop it?
1: Yeah, I spiked it with the bear claw, and then had fucking bear hair in my mouth all night like I couldn't tell if it was beard hair or bear hair like pulling it out of there (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it was just like I just want to have fun I want to make people happy and and that's the funny thing is I think a lot of people were like holy shit this is fun this is this is just him being stupid and doing dumb stuff and (laughs) it's what the hell you know (laughs) Try try having like 11 and 15 year old kids and being like, oh shit, dad's out in the backyard, shotgun and beers again.
0: <laughs> oh shit. I was thinking when you said that there was bare hair and it's like, man, it's like going down on a girl in the 70s.
1: It was just pulling so this. gross. It was so fucking wiry. <laughs> it was just like, oh my oh. god. the lady we rented that house from was a bitch too holy cow she was just they we couldn't so it was all fraternity brothers up there and we're all up there for a long golf weekend we all get up there either thursday more than likely thursday some of them went up wednesday and then we play uh friday and saturday head back sunday and so we rented this house and she was like yeah you got to be inside by uh nine o'clock otherwise the neighbors are going to be really pissed and it's like we're up at boyne mountain and everybody's you know wanting to smoke cigars and cigarettes have a good time so we can't even smoke outside she was like as long as you're as long as you're quiet doing it it's okay and it was just like oh my god would you just knock it off this is so the loud. fuck's the fun in shit. that I know right i mean you're you 're rolling into a a, a a like ten bedroom massive house that we're giving you good money for everybody's rolling in with yeti coolers full of beer and (laughs) it's like what's the point if you can't have fun right uh,
0: it's like that's what you do at a bonfire you you have some cigarettes you have some you have some cigars you drink beer and you bust each other's balls and have a good fucking time
1: absolutely yeah they like they were like and no you know no fires after hours and blah, blah it's like so you want us to have fires during the day or like what's going on you know it's just Whatever, but we still had fun. But we're not welcome back there next year. So <laughs> we're, we're we're going to Garland next year. So.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate fucking fun. The fun police. You can't do this. You I can't know. do that. It's just like just let yeah. us have fucking fun. As long as we don't trash the house, that's that's all you should care yeah. about.
1: Yeah, the house was in great shape when we left. I didn't break any of the bear. I didn't do anything bad. It was <laughs> it was fun. So.
0: Did, um, do you know who Tim Dillon is? Yeah. yep. Did you, I didn't see Big the fan. full, I didn't see the full thing, but I heard that he got in trouble at an Airbnb because he left some dirty dishes out and apparently he went off and you know, Tim, it's, and- so,
1: it's so ridiculous where my wife and I are trying to figure out. Cause now that we got the antibodies, we're like, we need to get the fuck out of here and travel at this point, you know? um <laughs> and so we're looking at uh heading out to arizona and doing some hiking going to grand canyon doing that kind of stuff and it's just like i love the concept of vrbo and airbnb at this point because i i've always hated hotels in general yeah. it sucks and it, it's just made traveling so much better just to be and, and so much more affordable i think really yeah. You know, before your biggest options were like, okay, trying to find, you know, like a hostel or something like that in some city, and you never know what you're going to get, but we, we ended up on, we found so many cool places in Florida to stay on VRBO, just like little like bohemian surf hotels and and houses next to Disney where you know I'm paying $150 a night for a house with you know five bedrooms and three bathrooms and and my own pool versus you know everything else it's it's crazy so
0: was it I I never used Airbnb, but I realized how much it would save because I was planning a I was planning a trip because a good friend of mine he's he was about to have his second child. Yeah, and I was like, all right, since you can't stop, pull, since you can't pull out, and just love coming in your life, we're gonna have one, right. we're gonna have one last week of fun until yeah. you can't come out anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like I was looking at this great space and it was in Chicago because we you know we're gonna go to the strip club and you know, just do what yeah. guys do. And yeah. COVID fucked it up, but I was like, this is hotels are gonna yeah. be done. Hotels are gonna be done here. Yeah. I wouldn't say like yeah. soon, but in the future, it's just gonna well, be Airbnb.
1: It's it's crazy how like prices on Airbnb and VRBOs have dropped because of COVID because people aren't traveling. Mm. And even, like, in the Keys, because we were trying to figure out, like, what do we want to do? I think we're going to end up taking the kids down to the Smoky Mountains just because we can drive. And it'll be a little bit cheaper, a little bit safer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and trying to find a, a cabin down there. But even in the Keys, I was finding stuff, like, beautiful places for 175 a night, you know, that were, like, multiple bedroom places that wow. everybody has their own you know room to kind of break off to and do their own thing because that's the thing is is traveling with little kids is is fine but when you when your kids get bigger it's like everybody kind of needs their time at the end of the day to kind of break off yep. and and it's really hard to do like if you're in a hotel room with two you know full beds to to have that space um yeah you know just to just to just to have your own corner and kind of break off into it a little like piece. a home away from home, yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely, yep, yeah, and we used to go down to Florida every year because my parents lived down there, but they sold their place down there this year, so this is this will be the first year we're probably not going to Florida since my kids have been. shit since before my kids were born probably you know because we would just go down and spend a few days with them because it was free room and board you know and then we'd go do like travel you know all over different spots in florida and uh,
0: And you can't even test out those antibodies down the covid hotspot.
1: i know right (laughs) that's that's why we were thinking we're like we're gonna go out to arizona because they that's kind of like the wild west and then i'm i'm waiting for Uh, stuff to kind of open up in Texas, you know, with, uh, with Rogan moving down there, they're doing those shows at the barbecue place now, but he'll end up buying Cap City, I think, and, and opening a comedy club there. Um, and and I was going to talk to Carl because now we have Allegiant out of Grand Rapids that has a direct flight to Austin for dirt cheap, like a hundred bucks each way, if not less. And so I was like, I just want to take like a long weekend and just go down there and ha- I've never been to Austin. I would love to hang out down there and check right. it out, you know, just
0: yeah, I was, move- I was moved down there over the fucking pandemic. Cause I was like, it was, yeah. nothing was opening up. And I was thinking, I want to do stand up. And then I was thinking, well, Rogan's going down there. And yeah. as you get to know me, you got to realize I'm a huge Rogan fan. Rogan was the one, yeah. Rogan-, Rogan was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast the way I do where yeah. I just want to have anybody on just, if I think yeah. you're interesting, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And I was thinking, you want to know what, there's going to be a big fucking boom down there. And, yeah, I, there is. and I, and it would just not be easier, but it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Just
1: yeah. Being able to like to get rum- into that. I mean, it's going to be, I, I think it's, I think a lot of stuff is going to move from LA down to there because I mean, you look at it now at the barbecue Place. They have like Donnell Rollins, uh, Michelle Wolf, Rogan, Chappelle, like all these amazing comics that are doing you know sets down there, and it's crazy, dude. I we um my wife and I I because I I didn't think my wife would want to go to uh, uh uh Camp Chappelle this summer, um so I didn't really bring it up or anything, and then all of a sudden one night she was like, "Did you know?" Dave Chappelle is doing like a full like festival basically every weekend. And I was like, yeah. And the weekend we ended up going up North and the weekend, if we would have decided instead of going up North to go down there, it would have been, um, Tiffany Haddish, Joe Coy, Dave Chappelle. Common was the music act. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) it would have been amazing my wife and i are huge joe Coy fans and it just would have been a blast but it's so i hope if stuff doesn't open up by next summer i hope he does that again and i i i'm excited because i really think it's changed the concept of comedy even here like i would love to to find a farm to do outside shows yep. at i think it would be so much fun and just if people are feel safer that way awesome i don't i don't care if i'm performing in a room that has a low ceiling or you know that i can feel the laughs coming up to me on stage i don't care man it's it's i just i just want to perform and i want to do stuff and have fun so
0: that was one of the things i applauded carl for when he was doing those house shows in his in the garage i was like he's fun he he was yeah it was just he he saw an opportunity and he took it like i just was like
1: yeah. And he's going to continue in the spring, which is fun. I just – I'm pissed because it was – I got so fucked up the night of my show – that I couldn't remember my jokes when I was up there. And it was just like, fuck. <laughs> was like, I'm just like stumbling through stuff. And like, I'm trying to take pictures of people up on the stage. And I had my flash on on my phone. He's <laughs> <it was> like, <laughs> like, dude, knock it off. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm just having a great time, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean Carl and I Carl is is honestly he's he's one of my best friends in comedy right now. I've gotten really close to Carl ever since like all of this the the pandemic even started. And it's just been I, I'm so grateful for him to like we were going to zoom this week just to just to bullshit when I was home on quarantine just because I was fucking bored. And he was like, "Hey, just let's do it." And you know, it, I just it was a night when I was super tired, but it was yeah. It's uh, Carl's. Carl's a good good guy. That's oh, he is. Cool
0: I was. I had him on, and he opened my mind to something that I never thought was a thing. He told me about this documentary on HBO called Tickle. Yeah, I had to watch that, and I was like, not even like you know how sometimes you watch documentary that you look at your phone and then you look back up, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm just looking yeah. at it, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then when I found out there was like a hub in Muskegon, I was like, one thing yeah. I'm never fucking going there. Yeah, and it was just it. <laughs> just the shit and I, I messaged him after watching it and i was like dude what the fuck yeah and he was just he was yeah. like fucked up right
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it was i was texting him what did i text him today we were bullshitting back and forth i can't remember but it was just yeah he's he's a good friend and he's one of those people where um i know i can run fucked up shit by him and he'll be like yeah yeah no. <laughs> like, uh,
0: that, that was one of the vibes I got off of him. I was that he's not easily offended. I like, kind of, that's, I think, because like, I try to keep in touch with him, kind of like just like, do little check ins, whatever. Yeah, else like that. And yeah. that was one of the things that kind of gravitated to me, that gravitated me towards him was that I was like, okay, this guy, I could say fucked up shit that yeah. I would generally say around my friends because all my friends yeah. have fucked up sets of humors. And he's not going to yeah. look at me and go, dude, why did you say that? he would go, yeah, that's not it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it comes to, you you need those people, especially when it comes to developing stuff for on stage um, and stuff like that. And that's why I will usually do stuff at, at his shows where it's like, okay, now let's go through this. And is this good, this good, this good, you know? And it's, yeah. So, but that, and that's why I loved it that that his was the only show that was going at the time, you know, cause the crowd was uh, acceptable of stuff. And, and, and I feel you could really push the limit there. Um, I mean, there's, there's areas where you can't go there with the owner. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a free space, you know, and, and, and at the house show, fucking anything goes, you know, those, those type of things are, yeah you don't have to worry about losing your space if you yeah, say yeah. some fucked up shit. So,
0: uh. Well, I'm glad to know he's doing it in the spring. Cause I was, when, that, when that starts happening, I really want to get up on there. I just, I I'm just itching, yeah. just itching. I feel like a crack yeah. team, just itching. Yeah, God, I need get
1: and, and I think that's what, and I think that's what we're going to see a lot in the spring is just, um, is, uh, I think everybody's going to kind of come out of hibernation like they did last year, almost, you know, I mean, granted, we didn't start dealing with this stuff until March, but we still had some pretty cold weather. But once the warmer weather kind of started rolling out, it was like people were, were more comfortable with getting out and and doing stuff. And, and I think outdoor shows, I think they're going to continue. I, I would love to, I would love to find a farm or open field area where it's like if people want to sit in their cars or bring, you know, camp chairs and stuff like that, if we can set up a stage or something, fucking go for it, dude. You know, it's I I think that's what we're going to see even this summer into fall, uh, because we're not going to be able to do, you know, big shows. We're not going to be able to see concerts. We're not going to be able to see. in that that fucking bothers me man i i want to go to a dave matthews concert so fucking bad but it's what really sucks is we had like we had perfect tickets this year my wife and i have been to probably 40 shows a piece and and we had amazing tickets amazing plans for this year because it was the first time they played van andel in years and it was, uh, you know, we were looking forward to basically meeting the band. We were going to take days off of work and just camp out outside and wait to meet the band uh, with the way their travel schedule worked and everything. And it just, it, it didn't happen and it broke our hearts. But, you know, it's, we'll see. We'll see what happens next summer.
0: Was it, to kind of bring back to what you were saying, how you said that you took the vaccine Yeah, COVID. What was that? What were some of the side effects that you got from it afterwards?
1: I actually, I actually live streamed it when I did it. Um, uh, on, or it did Instagram stories and stuff like that. So when I got it, um, they did a drive-through clinic at, I worked for St. Mary's. So they did a drive-through clinic there where you basically pull into a garage and then you sit and wait for 15 minutes to see if you're seeing anything from it. Um, when I got my injection, it didn't feel like anything going in. Like flu flu vaccines have hurt wor- hurt worse when I when I've gotten them. Uh, it was really cool because actually they they've trained the. Um, for a lot of the outdoor stuff they trained uh the national guard to do it so i was super excited kind of about that of just like the the national guard was there so it was like okay this is operation warp speed awesome you you guys are actually providing an amazing service this is so fucking cool my dad was in the army you know so i was super excited about that and uh I had a little bit of, uh, of deltoid pain, um, the next day, but nothing extraordinary. It wasn't any worse than a, than a, uh, uh a tennis had a shot or anything like that. Yeah. And so I think um so I go, actually go back in Monday for my second dose, and they've said second dose is sometimes worse because you have your antibodies, you know, and then your body's gonna fight them off. Well, I've since had COVID, so I have like super antibodies now. So hopefully I don't have any side effects. <laughs> but um, you know, but I'll throw down a couple push-ups and stuff to kind of get it moving. Um, but I uh, it, it was really no side effects at all for me. I was I was very happy. So so
0: yeah i'm gonna the person a personal thing i would like to let i would like you to let me know how the second one goes because i because i think i scheduled one i think i like my mom got something from meyer like were you able to schedule one And i was like fuck it i want to do it just because i was thinking you want to know what when things start opening you know obviously that's going to be one of the things So i was like i would rather just be fucking covered and
1: yeah and, i mean we're still gonna have to wear masks and everything else but but hopefully it's you know you you have a little bit less of that fear um yeah. and and yeah so yeah i'll shoot you a text about like how i'm feeling the next day and stuff like that and, yeah. right
0: because like i mean i like to work out i like i'm a pretty active person yeah. so like i hate when i feel like shit and like like i'm i'm gonna be front i'm gonna be up front and honest when it comes yeah. to needles like granted i'm like, i have
1: tattoos and everything
0: yeah. else like that right. i'm a pussy when it comes to shots yeah
1: i'm a fucking pussy no it was a it was a super easy shot when they did it and um and and i had none of the like joint pain or or anything like that you know that they're saying some people see so it was it it was pretty pretty inert and i was happy with it with my first dose so but yeah i'll let you know about second dose and stuff so
0: absolutely and another thing i want to talk to you about after like kind of being like that crazy girlfriend stalking through your instagram um (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, I notice that your wife Is very supportive of what
1: you do She, she is
2: You really want me
1: out Yeah, camera right now? Come here I, look what? Like I know, come here With
2: no makeup
1: on No, it's I'm fine like This is a judgment-free zone, I don't care Erin, this is my wife, Cindy And she is Hi, Cindy. One, of most, one of the most Amazing, supportive people In the entire world And I love her <laughs> With all of my entire heart. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love this (laughs) stuff. (laughs) The reason why they call us the beast idiot. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. if you ever want to have a fun listen yeah i'll do we'll do occasional uh bitch and it bitch and the idiot podcasts uh off of mine which will we'll just get hammered and talk shit and it's so much fun.
0: (laughs) i mean that was one of the things i was gonna ask about because i was like that's the first time like i've like i've seen people have their girlfriends on but like from the clip i saw it was just it was just hysterical yeah we have
1: so much fun with it we yeah it's fun it's fun what? 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 Yeah.
2: Okay. Here's the thing. You need to have him send the uncut video. And, and the best drinking game is how many times he rolls his eyes up. Seriously. Or, or, or says, Jesus Christ.
1: no it's it's fun and yeah she she's been supportive through all of this it's been absolutely amazing um to have your to have your husband be like hey i'm gonna start doing stand-up comedy and hang out with a lot of people younger than me is yeah (laughs) she did she thought i was gonna leave her when that was the first part of it of like you're gonna get big and then you're gonna leave the family and it's like no that's not (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Her sarcasm, her sarcasm comes through because she's like, Yeah, no, not get big. You were just gonna leave me. You're not gonna get big. <laughs> you're gonna get a big head, you're gonna leave me for some hot 22 year old <laughs> But no, yeah, she's been supportive and amazing, and and yeah, that's that's the best part. And we're at 745 <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, and that's the fun the fun part is is you know, us doing us doing the podcast together rant they will be it'll be a blast it's we have fun with it and and solve all the world's problems so
0: (laughs) that just proves that a woman can solve anything i feel as though when you give when you give birth you're kind of a superhuman at that point yes absolutely
1: yep i like him
0: (laughs) (laughs) She says she likes you. Can can she come on? I have a question for her. Yeah, Yeah. hey,
2: do you feel like trading up?
0: (laughs) So I okay, honest question (laughs) here. What like when he told you that he wanted to do stand-up, like what was your first like what like what was your first reaction when he was actually like serious about it? Like, were you like like supportive at first or were you like, yeah, I don't know how long this is going to last.
2: I was supportive at first, but I I really wondered how long it was going to last because it, It took him a while to try to find his, like, niche. Like I said,
1: I'm the king of hobbies.
2: He is, he's the king of hobbies. I mean, we could talk about all the hobbies that he has had, and I thought it was, like, a flavor of the month or something, or six months or whatever. And I thought, okay, cool. And then, like, he really got into it. I thought, midlife crisis. And then my mind just kind of thought, oh, shit, he's going to, like, leave me. Because I'm insecure, <laughs> woman like that, and um, at times, and um, but then he just he 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 really became he he became. I don't want to say a better person because that makes it sound like that you weren't a good person, <laughs> <laughs> but you were. But you you enriched your life to the point of where at times I was like jealous. I was like. I, I, I know fear. I want to do that, <laughs> you know, but, um, no, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it was definitely, um, I think a blessing in disguise and being able to find something that you love doing and, um, that you're, it makes you happy and it, and it, and it constantly, um, pushes you to, um, you know, push the boundaries and, Mm -hmm. um, explore different things and, you know, really just enrich your life overall. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to go get cleaning supplies. Okay. Since we are out, we're out. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you 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 for letting me ask (laughs) that. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, absolutely. No problem. We've been like, I've been COVID cleaning all day. So, <laughs> and I hate cleaning. So he's going to owe me big time. But then again, I'm kind of in debt a little bit. To oh, come on now. Servant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, smoking's bad for you.
1: Don't do it. She me about cigars all the time.
0: This is I the one. This is the one thing that you should. They, they, I smoke something else that you should be really mad. I smoke. <laughs>
2: Actually, I can't. I'm gonna ignore that comment. Um,
1: but yeah, she. If I
2: find his cigars, I break them in
1: half. Yeah, and then she. Uh, we had a yeah, yeah, like good ones, like. <laughs> Wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like patrons and like all that stuff wow. <laughs> Bastards. Bastions, all the fun stuff it's yeah we uh it's funny because we always do uh end of the year school party is what we do every single year for the kids um Everybody in our neighborhood, there'll there'll be like neighborhood parties, right? So we'll jump on the bikes and ride bikes with a backpack full of beer and vodka and just have fun. You know, we have a blast. And and this year was a little bit different because of COVID and stuff. So we we limited the amount of people that we had and and all that stuff. And uh, I uh, I roll out with a cigar and she just like rips it out of my mouth, breaks it in half, and throws it in the bonfire. And I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> like like these things aren't like granted like obviously tobacco is not good for you but it's not like yeah. you're yeah. like you don't even inhale you just
1: yeah where's your where's your store where do you go uh i
0: actually got this from a from like a subscription box it came oh, in like nice. this okay this. okay but like i'll generally go to um Cause my little studio here is in Belding. So okay. I'll go to like wild bills. Yep. So I like have I'll- you ever been,
1: have you ever been to Tutley's down on, uh, on uh 29 28th street? No, I have not. So do you know where Rishi's is? Yes. Okay. So next to Rishi's there's the dildo store. And if you walk <laughs> past the dildo store, <laughs> <laughs> Into the back (laughs) because Cirillas is right there. If you walk past um there's a there's a cigar shop in there called Tutleys, and they carry all high end stuff. And they have a uh, they have a uh, uh, it's a cigar room, so you can actually smoke in there too. Like they have a 72 inch TV, and they'll have like sports on and stuff, and you can actually sit in there and smoke cigars as well. Oh
0: wow! I'm definitely have to check that out.
1: Beautiful it's a beautiful, beautiful store and their humidor is huge and they have a ton of stuff in there. So yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big Padron fan, big Ashton fan. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great little fun store. So, and then there's one downtown on Fulton too. They have a cigar bar down there. Um, I try to stay away with Fulton. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's next to. Uh, it's right downtown next to the Indian restaurant. So okay. So yeah.
0: So kind of want to backtrack a little bit on the question. I have a oh, question for you. Um, yeah. Do you feel like I? You know, obviously your podcast is let's have a beer. Do you find yeah. it easier? Because obviously, you know, when you have alcohol in your system, you kind of get a little bit more loose. And
1: yeah, do you find Absolutely. that beneficial
0: yeah. Yeah. doing the podcast?
1: Um, I do, but I've done sober podcasts as well, um, and I've done because uh, you know you talk to Garrett. Garrett doesn't drink, and and there's a lot of comics that that are out there that don't drink a ton, and and everything. I I feel that having a few beers will usually loosen me up to ask questions and and talk and stuff like that, and be a little bit more open. I think obviously as as you know we've talked today and stuff like that, um, but. I don't think it's necessary. It's just with with me being, you know, not being able to do shows, doing shows was always my time where I would have a couple beers and just cut back and relax you know might not get hammered but i'm gonna have a couple beers talk to my friends and that kind of stuff and that's and that's kind of what i tried to bring into the podcast itself was just kind of you know have a couple beers sit in bullshit i'm not getting hammered you know there are nights yeah the christmas spectacular i was <laughs> fucking blotto, dude we had so much fun and I think I drank probably about eight Coors banquets in an hour and it was just they were just they were (laughs) fuck, (laughs) they were rolling back dude it was it was one of those nights where my kids came downstairs and they were like did you drink all those I'm like "Uh, yeah (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) and you know there's there's nights when when I try to space it out when we do bigger things when we did the Christmas spectacular, which I can't wait to do next year. I honestly, I've had so much fun doing, uh, like with that, I would love to do multiple people over zoom more often just cause it's, you, you have more stuff going on and it's yeah. just fucking chaotic and fun. And, uh, and then we did, um, the, when COVID was still going on, but it was still a little chill, uh, I had Adam Deggy, Josh Ortega and Carl Here for election night coverage And we just sat and watched coverage Did kind of like an end of the world oh. podcast And just had So much fun talking shit If uh, I, I cut the whole, We were we were on for probably two and a half Three hours but I cut it All up on YouTube um, And that's, that's out there on YouTube And probably like a half hour uh, Video of just all the jokes that Happened and everything it was it was a fucking blast dude we did a live stream of it and everything too it was it was fun it was an absolute fucking ball
0: i i thought about doing that but i wasn't i just didn't have any people that would do it but that just sounds like a shit ton of fun
1: it just was talking so shit much and fun. We had, we had a cooler full of beer down here. It was just, you know, and, and it was one of those of, it was something we hadn't done in a long time. There's four guys in the same room talking shit to each other. And we probably made more fun of each other than we did of the candidates or the news people or anything, you know, it was right. just, it was a fucking blast. So
0: was it like? Um, I do these things. Um, I did one for, I call it a fight night companion mm-hmm. and, uh, we did it. I did it for the Tyson-Roy Jones fight.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went over to Carl's to watch that.
0: And it, granted, it was a great fight, but, like, majority of the time, it was, like, it was me, my dad, and my cousin, and a good friend of mine. And it was just, mm-hmm. we barely paid attention to the fights. We were just talking shit the entire time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like those are the best because if you're doing like a play by play of what's going on, no, yeah. not, they're not want to hear it. But when you're talking shit and then you're occasionally reacting to something, it's yeah.
1: Well, and, and it would, that that's exactly what it was. It was fun. It was, and then stupid people showing up on TV that look like turtles and look like, you know, <laughs> everything else. It's just, you know, it was, it was fucking fun. So do you mind if I take a, a like a five minute break, I got to go take a, take a piss and then grab some beer and then I'll be back. Is that okay? Um,
0: we can actually cut it right now because I actually had to do the same thing. And I was going to, I have another podcast I was going to do. If that's all right with you, we can keep okay. on going if you
1: want. Or no, if you just, it's, it's totally up to you, whatever you have for time, man. I'm, I'm totally fine with it.
0: I'm definitely going to have you back. This was a fun conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking ball, dude. It's and, and that's what I enjoy is conversational, you know, no homework, just sit and talk shit and have fun. I, I had an absolute ball. So.
0: All right. Well, Matt, I appreciate you doing this. I really do. And hopefully we can do another one. And I, hopefully I can't wait to cross paths with you doing stand up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it, man. We'll, uh, we'll do that. And, uh, yeah, just check out, um, the, the website, mattcookcomedy.com, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, pretty much all the same on all social media platforms. Uh, so whatever you're on to go to it, but yeah, the website has the link to the podcast the let's have a beer podcast. Um, and, and everything, once COVID starts up, dates will be up on there again and stuff too. So.
0: All right. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably tag that in. When I, when I put this on Facebook, I'll probably put that yeah. all in the, in the information or anything.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Like I said, I appreciate you doing this. I really do.
1: Yeah. All right. Have a great night. You too. All right, bye.